Yeah, look, we're taking a break from the Afghanistan series that we have been doing. We'll come back to that because it's uh, it's good shit. We're enjoying that. But yeah. I just had a bunch of shit I had to get off my chest this week. I said to Ray, let's just do a bullshit fill of the news. Um, venting. You know, cause, venting. Yeah, we're going to vent yeah. about what's going on in the world today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to start with Julian Assange, if I may. Mm. Um now, as I'm sure you remember, uh, my um, brother from another mother, Julian Assange, is in <laughs> Belmarsh, like the uh, the same jail, by the way, that in the most recent James Bond movie, No Time to Write a Script, uh, <laughs> that fucking <laughs> Blofeld, uh, Christoph Waltz's character, I think he's Blofeld in these films, is mm-hmm. um, he's in Belmarsh. They have the world's greatest supervillain in the right. same prison that Julian Assange yeah. is in. So in the news in yeah. the last week or so, um, a court in the UK um, granted the US's uh, appeal that they should be mm-hmm. able to extradite Julian Assange um, to the United States to stand trial. Uh, so I believe now it's up to the British government in some form to make a decision as to whether or not they will allow this to happen. They get the final right. say. But our Deputy Prime Minister in Australia, Barnaby Joyce, who is, um, uh, let's just put it out here, a piece of shit, a completely right. horrible human being uh, and an embarrassment, quite frankly, up until this point. Uh, I've never agreed with a single word that I've ever heard come out of his mouth. However, wow. he did write a, uh, an opinion article in the media this week that says, I have never met Julian Assange and I presume I would not like him, but he's entitled to justice. What? And Where'd that come from? Yeah. He, this is Now, this is important. Um, yeah. He goes on to say later on, Uh, As an individual, whether you like him or despise him, it is beyond him, given his circumstances, to protect his rights by himself. So we must hope for the British courts to do so, and we will judge its society accordingly. Mm. He says later on, Assange did not steal any US secret files. US citizen Chelsea Manning did. Assange did publish them. 
In Australia, he received a Walkley Award in journalism for it. That's our highest award for journalists. Assange was not in breach of any Australian laws at the time of his actions. Assange was not in the US when the event being deliberated in a court now in London occurred. The question is then, why is he to be extradited to the US? If he insulted the Quran, would he be extradited to Saudi Arabia? What country was he a citizen of at that time? What does it mean to be a citizen and what rights therefore attach to it? If we are content that this process of extraditing one Australian to the US for breaking its laws, even when he was not in that country, is fair, Mm -hmm. are we prepared therefore to accept it as a precedent for applying to any other laws of any other nation to any of our citizens? Oh, Pandora's box. Yeah, Now, this is... This is what many of us have been saying for 10 years. And the important thing here is despite the fact that Barnaby Joyce is an atrocious piece of shit, uh, he is the first government minister because he's the deputy prime minister. He's the first government minister to speak out in defense of Julian Assange publicly. Right. We've had other uh, ministers but not part of the government. You know, in, in Australia, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have ministers from all parties that get elected to their seat, but they may not necessarily be part of the government of the day. Right. We have had ministers from the Greens Party, etc., cetera, um, speak out in defence of Julian Assange, but this is the first time a government minister of, of either of the major parties, Liberal or Labor, he's, a co- he's not Liberal, he's a national party, but part of the governing coalition, has mm-hmm. um, spoken out in defence of Julian Assange and basically told the US and the UK to fuck right off. So it's a it's a big deal, right. and hopefully, I mean, I'm assuming he wouldn't say this publicly if it wasn't the position of the government. Um, and uh, you know, we're not going to get full diplomatic support behind this. So it may be. Maybe a turning point in this whole affair that they'll put pressure on the Biden administration and Boris Johnson to make sure that Julian is sent home to Australia, uh, released from the various forms of imprisonment that he's been subject to for uh, close on a decade now. Can I I be cynical for a moment and say – this guy that you just quoted, you don't like him. You've never really agreed with anything he's ever said. And now suddenly he's saying something that's right up your alley. If I can just be cynical for a second, maybe it's almost like, let me put this out there. It's not going to change anything. I don't think the Americans and the British are going to listen to me, but maybe, maybe it's a good, I don't know, cover or just makes people feel good, but we're still going to make our, our Assange is still going to be sent to the United States. I don't know. It's like, someone is is politically different than you as far as as long as you know them and suddenly they agree with you i don't know it just seems too good to be true and it's almost like is he just blowing sunshine up someone's ass uh to make people feel better i i don't know does that make sense because i I still think assange is going to the u.s i think it's between the uk and the u.s and australia can just sit there for all they care well that's true i mean we have no leverage with either of them, really. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we tend to back them uh, in yeah. their various uh, geopolitical conflicts, uh, but that wouldn't really matter if we didn't. It's just usually a bit of moral support. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he may be doing it for cynical point. reasons, but uh, like, I don't think it's going to make anybody on the left like me vote for him. 
because right. he's extremely yeah. conservative in every other aspect, climate policy, yeah. uh, gay marriage, um, legalization of marijuana, all this kind of stuff. He, he represents the National Party, which is sort of the country fucking bupkis redneck party here. <laughs> Uh, right. Not as bad as the like extreme right parties like uh, One Nation, but not far from it. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. These are the and he represents farmers. That's the crazy. These dumb fuckers. He's the National Party has been denying climate change is real for right. thirty years. Now the farmers are facing you know either droughts or floods every year, yeah. and even the and farmers, yeah, like Farmer Oscar who, uh, you know, is, is starting to get more and more politically involved, will be like, fuck you guys. This is our – you're supposed to be protecting us and you're actually making shit worse for us. Right. But um, anyway, so it's a big – whether he does it cynically – whether he's doing it cynically or not, it's a huge step forward in getting justice for Assange. Yes. Because as Barnaby said, he's a publisher. Lots of media companies published – the, the 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 stuff that Chelsea Manning leaked, yeah. um, you know the the suggestion I think that the US is trying to put forward is that Julian assisted Chelsea Manning in right. hacking it, and even if that is true, and even if he did, doesn't matter. He wasn't in the US. He's not a US citizen. He's not subject to the laws of the United States. Right, uh, and he's, he's already done a- time. So he's not a spy, he's not a foreign agent, uh, you right. know, he's a publisher. And yeah. well, as yes. as yes. many major media mainstream media publishers have said, we would do exactly the same thing and do do exactly the same thing. If somebody comes to us and says I think I can get access to this highly sensitive information that's going to be a huge news story, we will do whatever we can within the law to help them uh, right. get access to that because that's uh, our job, right? Exactly. Well, you and I both know that this comes down to Assange printing out, along with others, printing out embarrassing stuff for the United States. This is the equivalent of people right now in the United States on the right, certain Fox News um, personalities who are upset about Mark Meadows' um, texts being released. It's like, oh, my God, you can't just put private messages out there. I mean, again, they're angry because they got caught or because they look bad or both or whatever. And I guess – for America, Assange is probably going to end up being an example to anyone else who tries to do something like this. I think yeah, that's why they can't put private messages out there. Really, yeah. So they yeah. were the 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 Republicans were all against releasing Hillary's emails. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, they went off about. Her, oh my God, I'm trying to make sense of it now, but they were yeah, literally giving her shit about their emails, about trying to get her emails out, and now they want all of Trump's and everybody else's emails to stay in. I mean, it makes no sense. Everybody's just yeah, self-serving. They're all, yeah, they're all hypocrites. Yes, exactly. Okay, well, that's the Assange thing. Here's the next thing I want to get about. Uh, listen, um, yeah. and we, we probably have some um, anti-vaxxers, conspiracy theorists, COVIDiots listening to sure. this. Sure, sure. Um, Here's the thing that amuses the fuck out of me. Uh, right. You you have the right not to get vaccinated. Yes. But we have the right to tell you to go fuck yourself as a result. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> you can kill me. You could literally kill me with your inaction. So you can, I get a you can yeah. It amuses me when these stupid fucking people are marching in the streets, and this is I'm talking about in Australia. Right. We've had m- protests in the streets for, I don't know, months now, protesting 
the, some of the well, they're protesting whatever's going on at the time. If there's lockdowns, <laughs> they're protesting that. When we come out what? of lockdowns, they're protesting changes to legislation that'll make it easier for governments to uh, introduce future uh, uh, pandemic mandates. Yes. Or they're protesting uh, vaccines. Now, in this country, you're not forced by the government to mm-hmm. get a vaccine. In fact, I don't think that's happening real. Last time we talked about it, it's not happening anywhere in the world. What mm. is happening here and around the world is governments and businesses are saying, well, if you're not vaccinated, you can't work here you can't, can't in. get into a yeah. can't get into a club, a yeah. bar, a restaurant, place of employment, and these people are up in arms about that. But the point yeah. is, they're saying, "Well, I have a right now to get vaccinated." Yes, you do, but we have a right to tell you to then go fuck off somewhere. And you, you can't yeah. you can't get all upset about your rights and then think right. the rest of us don't have rights as well. Uh, now, I. I I started thinking about this in more detail this week because an old guy I went to high school with, Ingo Rademacher, I was sitting, I had to take one of my sons to the ER the other morning and I'm sitting in the mm-hmm. waiting room for five hours and, uh, you know, televisions are on as they do and I see Ingo Rademacher on TV, guy I went to high school with and I was like, oh, what have you done now? I dated <laughs> his sister too um, for uh, a year. Um right. Ingo has been on the cast of General Hospital in the US for the last 20 Get out years. Of here. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, but he recently got fired. Oh, um, shit. Because guess. he refused to get vaccinated. Yeah. And now he is suing the network, uh, whichever it is ABC, NBC, I don't know, um, yeah. for wrongful termination. And, you know, my yeah. point is, look, you have the right not to get vaccinated. He's always like, I was, my body was endowed by my creator or some bullshit. Like, sure, yeah. you have the right not to get vaccinated. They have the right to tell you to go fuck off. Now, I don't know how the courts will see it. But just generally speaking, I think when I see these people, whenever people are protesting about their right not to get vaccinated, then they're complaining about, oh, but now we're not allowed to do stuff. Yes, it's because the rest of, you know, and here's the analogy I keep using, Um yeah, they say it's my body, my rights. They're like, right. So if you tried to walk into a restaurant completely naked and covered in feces, should we just allow that as because well? Because it's your body. Yeah. Yeah. It's your Can body. Can we draw the line uh, anywhere? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, like Whatever. these people who say, well, I, you know, I'm anti authoritarian. I don't do things just because the authorities tell me to. I go, okay. So. You speed all the time in your car then, do you? You just don't stop at red lights. You just drive through them. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. No, you don't. So you do follow the, the social norms for being told right. what you can and can't do to protect the safety of others. It's not about that. It's about this one singular issue. And right. just fuck off with your argument. It doesn't make any sense. But, yeah, look, you have the right not to get vaccinated, but don't get upset if the rest of us tell you that you can't participate in normal society because you're a psychopath. Yeah. The the arguments I've been seeing is don't tell me what to do with my body. And if you keep arguing with me, well, 
COVID's not that deadly anyway. Was it like nine? I got a 99% survival rate. So one, you can't tell me what to do. Two, you're making up the, uh, the danger of it. You're just trying to control me. So fuck off. And so the fact that we've had 800,000 Americans die is either a lie. It's a myth or someone's fudging the numbers, but, and we've said this before, you cannot change someone's mind. They have their worldview, whatever you want to call it. And that's what they're operating from. And, Maybe it would take a literally a relative dying from COVID. I have no idea. But I think the point you're kind of trying to make is we're dealing, we have a lot of people. Is it, un, is it the fact that they're uneducated? Some of them follow Trump. Some of them are just like to cause trouble or whatever. But we'll have people who will go on denying this. And we're probably going to hit a million deaths uh, before uh, the next year's out. But they will go on denying it and they're going to keep on living their lives and endangering the rest of us. And it does get very frustrating after two years that we're still dealing with this. Yeah, well, that's my next point is I've mm. reached the point now where I have zero patience with these morons. <laughs> and that's probably For the last two yeah. years, uh, you know, I've tried through this show and other platforms to mm-hmm. – and on Facebook, social media, to try and educate these people about how science works. Right. You know, being skeptical is good, but you have to be able to base your skepticism on facts and science and data and research. But I've given up. I've I've reached the point of when you know, and this is what Jay, when they start threatening uh, politicians locally. We've had yes. death threats against our politicians and also our, our medical professionals. That's One of the stupid. politicians in Victoria, his daughter got uh, mugged and beaten up out, just outside of her house and right. her father believes, who's a politician, believes it was his support for some of the pandemic laws because he'd been receiving threats from people about it. Mm-hmm. When you start doing that, yeah, fucking, or yeah. you are part of any sort of group that is involved in that. Uh, when it's over this, I draw the line. Now, look, you know me. I'm I'm all for revolution. I'm all yeah. for supporting the people rising up, getting our pitchforks, and overthrowing the the rich and the elite and the psychopaths. Yes, but not just violence for stupid reasons. You know, right. when you're when you're attacking our frontline medical professionals or the the medical administrators. Who yeah. have been working their asses off for the last two years to try and keep us safe and working crazy and hours, working yeah, we're dying and dying exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you're associated with that in any way, shape, or form, I have zero tolerance for you. And I'm, you know, I've gone on social media from going, well, I think maybe you should look at it this way, to going, you're an idiot. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear from you. Don't waste right. my fucking time. You're not worth listening to. You don't have a case. You're an right. idiot. Like at this stage, if you haven't figured it out, you're yeah. either just a complete fucking moron, or you mm-hmm. just don't want to understand it. You've just decided and there is you know, that. you've got a cognitive bias. You just refuse yes. to understand. And I just yeah. I've I've lost yeah. all patience with these people. Was there was there a Kurt Russell movie in the seventies or eighties where they put a giant wall around New York and just throw all the people in, just all the people that who won't play by the Snake rules? Snake Plissken, my friend, escaped oh, from right. New York. I couldn't, I couldn't remember that. No. Yeah, let's just build a giant wall around somewhere, and if you don't get the COVID shot, yeah. you go in. And hey, you know, good luck. We hope everything works out well for you. It probably won't, but 
good luck. I mean, it's to, so for me, it's it's got into it's getting right. to that. Ray Harris is advocating concentration camps. For, yes, uh, the yes. You, you never thought you would <laughs> never thought you would hear that, huh? But uh, mm. no, I mean, just I, I. Uh, we get a text every day. A uh, new person in Kiki's school has gotten COVID. Her boyfriend had COVID. He was literally, even though he's like a 17-year-old kid, he was on his ass for three weeks. Really? I mean, COVID wow. kicked his ass. And we were nervous for a while there. Uh, yeah. My family in South Carolina, there's always someone, the latest you know, email or latest phone call. I mean, this shit's real and it's not stopping. And, and I just don't get how people can still dismiss it, but they can. And the thing is now, if you're dismissing it, uh, and you're actively promoting bullshit uh, mm-hmm. COVID conspiracy stuff, right? Uh, you are a public health nuisance. Yes, there's no public there's that enemy. stuff. That, yeah, you are a, you're a public health you're a public enemy. Exactly, yeah. you are. I mean, I, I you know I'm not advocating concentration camps, but I am yeah. advocating harsh measures in right. that you don't get you're not allowed into polite society anymore. Mm-hmm. You're basically the equivalent of somebody walking around naked, covered in feces right. uh, and flies. You're just a public health nuisance. Not a and good exactly. uh, you're either batshit crazy and we should put you into an institution to work on your mental health or mm-hmm. we're just going to slam the door shut on you. And I've got no right. qualms about it. People go, oh, well, it's creating a two-tier society. No, it's not. It's not yeah. creating a two-tier You're society. You're creating it. Your fucking idiocy <laughs> is creating the yeah. two-tier society. You're a fucking idiot. And I don't care what degrees you've got. I don't care what job you've got, how much exactly. money you've got. What you've if read. You, if you can't figure – if you haven't figured it out by now right. that A, it's real, and B, all of the world's major medical and scientific bodies are telling us it's real and here's what we yeah. need to do about it. If and, and, and if you haven't worked out that it's not about you, it's about protecting society, it's about protecting our healthcare system, it's about protecting the elderly, it's about yes. protecting the immunocompromised, it's about protecting the children who, if they get it, even if they may recover, may have long-term long COVID symptoms. We really don't. Absolutely. Know. If you haven't worked all that out yet and accepted that, then you're the fucking problem. Right. And I, you know have no tolerance for your fucking bullshit. Is it a matter of time? I mean, let's, cause you and I know, well, let's be honest. Um, the new variant is here. There's been a bunch of reports in America. Obviously they're still studying this thing, but they're saying, um, it will give it enough time and it will take over from Delta. And there's a lot we don't know. And because we don't know as far as um, does it spread faster? Is it more deadly? We need to be very careful because we're still learning this stuff. But let's say it's three years, it's four years, it's five years, and we're still having the same conversation. I mean, I, th- I think for those people, it's not a matter of time. It's not a matter of having a spouse die. I think they believe what they believe in as, as part of identity politics, and they're not going to change, which is scary as hell because – Again, this is the ultimate test about do you believe in science? This isn't faith. This isn't God. This is literally people are dying all over the world and you still don't believe. And so I don't know what to do with that. But but you and I know this is going to go on for years because if you've got 30 percent, 30, 40 percent of your nation refusing to get a vaccine, the virus isn't going anywhere. And we'll just keep having this conversation. Well, I don't think it's well. I don't know. I know it's a lot higher in your country still. In yeah. Australia, we're we're ninety percent vaccinated now. Wow, that's um, incredible. As a country, I mean, we've got right. Queensland's not quite there yet. I think we're eighty something percent. We're still working on ninety. Good. Um, but you know, we you know didn't have the virus at all in Queensland for most of the last two years. We're starting to get more now as we've opened up our borders this week. 
Right. Uh, we expect it's going to be running rampant. But, um, you know, it, 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 so it's, I think there's about 10% of the population here that in surveys are saying they don't intend to get vaccinated. Right. Um, and that's a problem. So we've got 10% of society that are stupid, basically. Uh, I mean, yeah. plus the Christians. I've got another story about that coming up here. There's a lot of stupidity, right. a lot of levels of stupidity. But this is these are the dangerous, stupid people. The Absolutely. most, and some of them are Christian, and they they fall into several camps, from what yeah. I can tell. The 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 COVID idiots, they're either you know the crazy end of the Christian, the really crazy end of the Christian spectrum. Um, God doesn't want me to get vaccinated, kind of bullshit. Sure. Um, sure. You've got the you've got the QAnon crazies. That are mm-hmm. like this is all part of a global attempt to bring in a new world order and take away people's rights, which is hysterical, as I've said many times on the show before. Like, oh, so you think that China's Communist Party and you know uh, the EU governments and Australia and the United States yeah. and Japan and Cuba have all got together, and Russia have all got yeah. together. And agreed yeah. on some global plan for domination, and and they're like, yeah, no, that makes yeah. sense to me. Sure, that I, and the Holy Trinity, Trinity well, makes perfect sense. Ironically, this is the only thing all the world governments could agree on, which was to take freedom away from other people. Strange, I know, but yeah. but but true, but true. And why are they doing it? Oh, for the big pharmaceutical companies. Oh, so China, yeah, wants to support the big American and European pharmaceutical companies for what reason exactly? How does that benefit yeah. China? Well, they've got yeah. their own big pharmaceutical companies. Right. Right. So China's so, doing it for their own yeah. big pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. Well, you're forgetting that China released this first in a Wuhan lab. So Ooh. it's a it's a deep game. It's a deep, deep game. game they're playing. Deep, deep yeah. game. You wouldn't understand. It's too deep. It's like I, the Holy <laughs> Trinity. You wouldn't understand. Don't even try to understand. Don't even try to explain it to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it just makes – so you got the QAnon crazies. Then you've got – I mean, like, yeah, I think you've got the people that are, um, I don't know, just like unhealthily skeptical conspiracy theory, which sort of crosses over into the QAnon camp. Oh, then you – sorry, right. then you then you got the neo-Nazi camp. Oh, okay. You've got the neo, neo-Nazis are behind, according to research that's been done, are behind a lot of the protest marches here mm. and in the US and in Europe. Um, and, you know, the, the, the neo-Nazis are, will pull on anything to yeah. try and dis- disrupt society. They're a bit like uh, the Russians, uh, if you believe it, to be, uh, have been doing with a lot of the disinformation campaigns to try and destabilize the US. They'll pull, they'll they'll grab on, latch on to any issue which can mm-hmm. potentially be used to divide society and just throw petrol at it because they're trying to break down the the fabric of democracy, the fabric of society. Right. So you got you got the QAnon crazies, the Christian crazies, and the neo Nazi crazies um, all coming together. Uh, over right. a common issue, which is you can't tell me what to do. We we reject right. your authority. We reject your democracy. We reject your science. Yeah. And they're being supported to a degree by right-leaning politicians because this is a good get for them. This is a good issue. This is something that can hopefully, put, at least as far as in America, put them back in power. And so – Again, this is almost like the Titanic is heading right for the iceberg, and you've got two pricks in the front 
arguing over who's going to sit in the captain's chair. It really doesn't fucking matter, but uh, you can take any event and, and the politicians will still look at each other and go, how can I use this crisis to my advantage? Uh, it's well, so, just true. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it, it's true in your country. In this country, there are no major politicians um, supporting oh, the crazy side of this. Right. There's a lot of debates around you know, how long should a lockdown be and whether or not there should be mask mandates for this long or that long. But mm-hmm. by all of our major parties, so the Liberal National Coalition have supported lockdowns and mandates and vaccines wow, at various okay. stages, continue to do it at various stages, they continue to support the vaccine, that's for sure. The Labor government as well, it's in opposition federally. But then we have supported it. The the in the various states we have a combination of liberal and labor. They all have implemented versions of mandates and lockdowns and right. vaccines and that kind of stuff. There's a lot of again argument over the minutia of you know when should we come out, what level of vaccination should we have, and all that kind of stuff. But they were great. We do have some really crazy, you know, two or three really crazy far right uh, people that mm-hmm. uh, 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 part of the conspiracy you know, fucking noise, but right. they're, you know, crazies. They're always on the fucking crazy side of the thing. But our major, all of our major parties are, are, are on board here. Um, but this gets me something, you know, I've, I may have talked to you about this before recently. I've been trying to, I've been developing this theory for a while. I've been trying to right. write. I think it might be my next book. It's, it's something I've been, not- I've noticed over 30 years, but it's really been gelling for me recently. Mm-hmm. You know, over the course of the last 30 years, I've had lots of debates with lots of people on lots of different topics. Yeah. Ranging from the non-existence of free will um, through to, you know, the history of Christianity, mm-hmm. through to the role of the US in global geopolitics during the Cold War, the right. role, you know, the role of of, of Stalin and Castro uh, uh, and people like that in the Cold War, Ho Chi Minh, the role of Hitler, Hitler's motivations for what he did, like uh, everything, right? All yeah. sorts of yeah. stuff, as you know, Cuba. wide-ranging yeah. things. And there are what I've noticed is there are a lot of common – right through to anti-vaxxers and COVID conspiracy nuts, right? right. And, and gun, gun, gun nuts, gun laws and all this kind of stuff. There are common elements when I get into debates with these people mm-hmm. um, that I've noticed. Co- there's a common approach that they take in trying to debate me on these things, and it, it basically right. takes a form like this: I will, they will make a statement. I will mm-hmm. see it online, or they'll say it to me in person. That is, I think, complete nonsense. They'll make a claim which is spurious. Right. I'll present evidence that refutes their claim. Mm. Then their response will fall into one of two one or two or three things. It will always be, well you can't you can't believe that site or that source of evidence. Right. They're, 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 you can't trust them, they're bullshit. They don't actually refute the facts and the data. They just, they just attack say, the source of the data. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's you just can't. you can't trust yeah. them. That's just stupid. Right. right. Can't believe that. Right. Or they will uh, say, well, they'll, they'll attack me personally. It's an ad hominem. Right. Um, right. Either outright saying you're an idiot or 
the one that I get a lot from you know people who know that it's pretty hard to get away with calling me an idiot, they'll use it's this one. Oh, come on, Cameron, you're you're smarter than that. Right, put it back on you. You should feel guilty for being stupid for even believing that. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's, it's a sneaky ad hominem. It's like you're right. smart, but you're smarter than that. You shouldn't yeah. believe that. Again, they're not a, they're not addressing the facts or the right. data. So they're either yeah. attacking the source or they'll attack me. Yeah. Or the third one that they'll do is, uh, and you get this a lot with the conspiracy theorists, is they'll ignore my refutation of their claim mm-hmm. and they will just start throwing other claims and other sources. Watch this right. three-hour YouTube video. Well, what about this then? And what about yeah. that? And I go, well, hold on. I always do this. Yeah. <laughs> I got this. Got into this on LinkedIn with a guy recently, a guy I've known for 25 years, up until a couple of weeks ago, thought he was a smart guy. He made a claim on LinkedIn about uh, COVID and ivermectin and Japan and stuff, and I pointed out that it, it was refuted, his claim. Mm-hmm. And he just started attacking my source. Then he started attacking me. And then he started uh, just throwing up different claims about different things. What about this? What about that? And I said, hold on. Let's go. Let's stick with the first thing here. Right. You made a claim. This source refutes it. You know, what's your response to that? What's your source for your claim? Yeah. And then he just, but he would, wouldn't address it. He kept just spit, you know, throwing other stuff. Don't, you know, I don't, you don't know my story and you don't know what my family's been through. And I go, I'm not interested <laughs> in any got- of that, quite frankly. Right. Let's just stick with the thing here. Right. Stick the with premise. my, yeah. You, you made a claim. I refuted the claim. Let's drill into that. I'm not going to address, and you know, I say this to people in emails a lot because they'll send me, you know, emails with all these sort of bullshit stories on Facebook. If I look at one claim that you make and I can refute it in 30 seconds. Yeah. And I point that out to you and you don't deal with it in either one of several ways. You can either go, well, actually, I I think your refutation is wrong because it uses this source of data and this source of data has been compromised or it doesn't map with this source of data Something and I think logical. this source of data is superior because you know this is right. you know the 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 you know background behind it or whatever. If you just ignore the refutation or try and spin off, I'm not going to pay any attention to anything else you say. I'm not going to look yeah. at any of your other claims. Waste if the first thing I look at is easily yeah. ref- easily refutable and you can't deal with that, you can't address that, I'm not right. going to go playing fucking smacking gophers on the head all day long, right. right? It's a waste of time. You've demonstrated to me that you have zero intellectual integrity. Mm-hmm. If you put forward bullshit story and then it gets refuted and you can't deal with that, the other way of dealing with it, by the way, is go, oh, shit, I was wrong. Yeah, thank yeah. you very much for oh, pointing I'll that take a out. Look at that. I won't, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, thank you for that. Uh, I obviously should have probably checked right. my data before I did that. Um, I'll, 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 you know, take that down or I'll post a a thing, a follow-up to say that wasn't a good story or whatever it is. Okay, that's right. acceptable because we, we fuck up. We I've posted shit yeah. before without yeah. fact-checking it, I'm sure, and, you know, whatever. I don't have a problem with that. But if you can't do one of those things, what it tells me is you have no intellectual inter- integrity and, B, right. you're an intellectual lightweight. 
quite frankly. Or, you have no integrity or, and you're a lightweight. Right. Or instead of um, my body, my choice, you're basically being handed my brain, my decision, my interpretation, my belief, my whatever. And I don't want to hear anything you say unless you agree with me. I mean, it's. Yeah. The, the truth cannot be individualistic, but for these people, it is. But my, to get back to my point, so yeah, I see yeah. this same kind of tactic being used right. across all these different areas. Like if I talk mm-hmm. to Democrats in the US and I and I point out that um, Russia Gate was a beat up and there was no evidence that the, the Trump campaign colluded with uh, the Russians in any way, shape or form in the lead up to the 2016 election and that the Mueller report do, you know, came to the same conclusion. There was no evidence of collusion. They can't deal with that. They'll just start attacking me and go, yes. can't, you're an idiot if you don't believe that, blah, blah, blah. If I talk to Democrats about all the bad things that, uh, you know, the US did geopolitically under Democratic mm-hmm. administrations, yeah. they Drug will, strikes. again, just, just, they can't, yeah. they just can't, can't handle they go off. that. Exactly. Dropping the A-bomb. Truman yeah. dropping the A-bomb. Blah 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 blah. They go. Oh, blah, 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 blah. stick their fingers in their ears. They can't. They just can't deal with it. Right. Similarly, if you talk to Republicans yeah. about uh, stuff that you know did happen under Trump, or yeah. or uh, you know you, you you attack their narratives, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Uh, again, they can't. They can't deal with it. Or if you no uh, one can. Uh, no, the, the, you know, if 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 well, I'm debating somebody about free will, and I say, well. Not only is there no scientific evidence to support the theories of, of free will outside of the laws of physics, all of the evidence that we have refutes the theory <laughs> of independent free will. Right. People just can't deal with it. They go, well, but but what about this? But what about that? They they can't they don't deal with the evidence. If I talk to Christians about the evidence behind the Bible or you know, the evolution of the Bible and there's no evidence, mm-hmm. for it, again, they can't deal with it. They just you talk to anti-vaxxers or COVID conspiracy COVIDians and all this kind of stuff, they just can't stick with the fucking data. They spin off into yeah. all these. And I see it all the time and everywhere. And it's – so I've been trying to figure out what's going on. Like what, right. what's happening with these people? It, it, it crosses all domains mm-hmm. and all sorts of like from religious people to atheists, but it – I do think what uh, my my fear, and I haven't fleshed this out yet, but I think what's happening is these are all issues that relate to the identity of the person. Exactly. Yeah, I think you're right. They have crafted an identity for themselves that is I'm, uh, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I'm, you know, whatever anti-vaxxers call themselves. Right. Um, you know, True I'm right. a, I'm a, I, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a free thinker. Yes. I'm uh, anti-authoritarian. Yes. I'm uh, skeptic. Libertarian. I'm yes. a libertarian. Uh, you yes. know, yeah. With the free will thing, it's a little bit different because you know it's just I'm a, I'm an independent human. That's their narrative that they have. That's their identity. Is I'm that's our core right. identity. The core identity most of us have is that I'm an individual. I, you know, I, I I make my own choices. I carve out my own path, and so does everyone else. And I don't mm-hmm. give a shit what the evidence is. Right. <clears throat> and so at, attached with this these identities, the problem with an identity is. 
when you have when 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 you come up against evidence that challenges the right. basis of your identity in order to accept that evidence and take it on board you are throwing away it, it's threatening your very identity yes yes and there it's is a threat against my life there is nothing more it. dangerous yeah well not yeah. your life the second the second most scary thing to people than an actual physical threat i think is a right. threat to their identity because who yeah. am i if i'm not this identity who am i if i'm no longer a christian you see this with people like oh, yeah, i've seen it with chrissy and her family growing up mormons in utah and right. leaving when you're a, when you're part of a cult like the mormon church particularly if you're in utah right where mm. nearly everybody you know is a church member. Wow. Your entire family is a church member or your friends are church members or your colleagues are church members, your customers, your, yes. your bosses. Um, for you to – and if you walk out of that, you know, cult members, if you leave a cult, they don't go, oh, well, good on you. You know, best of luck. <laughs> Hope it goes well. Right. You know, keep in touch. You um, broke the cardinal rule. Yeah. Yeah, they, they consider you're evil now. You've been yes. – you know, Satan yeah. has got a hold of you. And you you're subjected to an enormous amount of peer pressure, right? Uh, it's the same thing. Like you know, I, I mean, I know you don't leave your house, but I've seen this happen with you in the last eight years that we've worked together. You've gone from being pretty much an all American boy to mm-hmm. now you like eh, America. Not so sure. Yeah. Right? Good points and bad points. Good points. You don't you don't leave the house much, so you don't get confronted with this, except when exactly. we interview guys I'm like safe. Richard Lynn. Right. <laughs> yeah, By the way, I'm, I'm we've got here. we've got this guy coming on our Cold War show to talk about uh, Formosa, um, right? Taiwan. In a couple of weeks, you see my email about that. I think so. I sent him. I sent him an email going. Oh, by the way, uh, the last time we had a guest on the Cold War, uh, I made him cry by challenging his bullshit statements. So just be warning. I am going to ask questions. Don't come on thinking I'm not. If you say something stupid, I'm going to challenge it. Right. Right. And just be prepared. He goes, oh, okay. But duly warned. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, it's it's very challenging if if you're an American patriot. Let's say, yeah. and then you know you're, you're confronted with these facts about America. You know that's a big, big thing to have to go through to give that up. Now people do do it, and I've got a story about this in a minute. People do give up their Christianity or their patriotism, um, right? But it's very difficult. I think it does for happen, to but do it's rare. That. Yes, it's yeah. rare and it's difficult. And but uh, but but why is it this way where people? can't deal with facts if it, it attacks their identity. And I think it's a combination of identity and I think it's also tribalism. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, for hundreds of thousands of years we belonged to a tribe. It was important that the tribe accepted us in the tribe because our yes. very survival depended on our being part of the tribe. Exactly. And we had to think our tribe was better than the other tribes. Yeah. If we didn't think our tribe was the best tribe, then – you know, we would probably get kicked out of the tribe. Yes. Uh, we would be tri- tribalists. Then you become a gypsy, um, which is where the Jews came from, they think. Right. Uh, people without a tribe. Um, mm-hmm. So there, there is this deep, you know, evolutionary biology has given us this deep need to fit in with a tribe and to craft an identity for ourselves that fits into a particular tribe. Now, being part of a tribe, 
you know, obviously has changed over the last few thousand years. Yeah. The rise of, of, of uh, well, you know, the feudalism, you were then part of this dookie or, or this kingdom mm-hmm. and you had to pick a side and then we had the rise of the nation states and you were part of a tribe of a nation. You yeah. had to believe your your nation was better than the other nations. You know, Harari in his book talks about uh, Christianity as being a force that brought together the world under a single religion so they could all believe that they were all part of this same tribe but it fragmented into obviously different denominations and inside of those denominations, different factions and cults and all this kind of stuff. But we live in a world today where I think it's it's simultaneously harder than ever and easier than ever to belong to a tribe. Like today, what is it, you know, your tribe can be everything from a Star Trek fan club Right, you, you sort of have, you still have sort of nation states and patriotism, yeah. but inside of that, you There's have different tribes that you can find meaning. We're looking for a sense of meaning in tribes, right? Um, how do I feel special? How do I feel unique? Who's going to pat me on the back? You, you're not getting patted on the back every day for being an American, except maybe no. by other Americans. Yeah. But you know, what's the where's where do you find that? special little tribe that you can be part of where you mm-hmm. have your own thing and you, only your tribe has this special truth and special importance and special meaning, right. which is how what the Jews were, which is what the early Christians thought of themselves as being. Um, special. And people still find that in these Christian – like the Mormons think they're super special. The Mormon thinks yeah. they're the chosen people, right? Yeah. Um, it's them against the world, that kind of thing. But I think outside of religion, people find it in politics to an extent, um, but also these other things. Well, I'm an anti-vaxxer. That's a special right. little tribe. I'm a, COVID, yeah. I'm a COVID denier. That's a special yeah. tribe. Right. Some of the tribes can be benign, like I'm part of a Star Trek group, or I'm mm-hmm. a, I don't know, part of a sporting club, uh, or I'm part right. of a, I don't know, I'm a chess nerd, archery um, group, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they probably don't think of themselves as particularly special. Like we have the truth. Like I'm part of a kung fu school. Mm-hmm. We we we're part of a lineage of kung fu schools that. There's a lot of like uh, in, in martial arts. There's a lot of uh, my teacher, my lineage is better than your lineage kind right, of thing. Right, Cobra Kai style. Right, um, <laughs> we don't have that in my kung fu school, but we do take so, a certain pride in the fact that our grandmaster is William Chung. William Chung was a direct student of Yip Man. William Chung was also he introduced Bruce Lee to Wing Chun and Kung Fu. Oh, he nice. was Bruce Lee's master. Uh, he right. taught Bruce Lee as well. Um, he was his older brother, really. Yip Man was his master. But so there's some pride. There. Well, there's some. It's a, just a good story. We're like, yeah. fuck yeah, we're part of William Chung's direct lineage. Like he's yeah. still alive. He's in Melbourne. Our our teachers in our school. Uh, his students, like we've we've they've wow. studied with the guy that taught Bruce Lee. I mean, that's that's um, pretty fucking pretty yeah. fucking cool, right? Yeah. Uh, but we don't think of ourselves as better or really right. special, you know. We, we, you know, we think well, all the different schools are slightly different. They all have their own way of doing things. That's fine. Like, yeah, yeah. it's not a Cobra Kai kind of thing, 
Right. You don't go to other schools and rough them up in the parking lot. Then, you know, <laughs> I, I keep I keep trying to encourage our school to do that. Come on, uh, we can Chrissy, take them. Can yeah, take yeah, them. yeah, yeah. As long as there's a montage of us training before that happens. Because if <laughs> 80s television shows and movies have taught me anything, anything. You, you need to – Chrissy and I are always going on, on about uh, – yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. You make it to the top. Bow. Got to start <laughs> at the bottom and you climb up slowly. Um, anyway. But getting back to so this yeah. this 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 identity thing and this tribal thing uh, is what I've narrowed it down to, and and I think there's this I call it a mind virus. I think there's this mm. thing in our brains mm-hmm. that pushes us to be part of a tribe, to find a tribe that makes us feel special, and then we're going to protect our membership of that tribe against all odds. Yes, like, all comers. It's the membership yes. of the tribe that is important. It is our identity as being part of that tribe that's important. It's not the facts. It's not the data. Uh, that is, to me, the only explanation why people just cannot deal with facts and data and logic yeah. with this stuff. They just block their ears, push it away, because it's challenging their membership of the tribe. Right. And by and and by yeah. that challenging their 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 very identity, their very existence. Exactly. I, I thought you were going to go in a different direction. I thought you were going to take tribalism, and um, oh shoot, I can't remember what the other thing was. Uh, but but tribalism, and it's so extreme now. If you and I got into a debate, and you won, um, I can picture the average American getting so fucking angry that they would probably take a swing at you. It's like, what's the worst that's going to happen if you and I debate slavery and you win the debate? And I go, you know what? I, I can see your point. I mean, am, am I dead? Is my life over? No, you, you, your idea was superior to mine or you, you did a better job of defending it. But you're right. Because it's wrapped up in identity, I would literally have to do anything I I had to do in order to not lose this argument, even if it's take a swing at you. It doesn't matter that my idea is inferior to yours. They literally cannot let it go. And so it is truly on that um, life or death scale, or at least that's how it seems for a lot of Americans, because we get pissed over the tiniest little things if you don't agree 100% with us. And it just seems to be getting more and more extreme each day. And so, yeah, I, I think with everything you just said and then just – pour on a whole bunch of extremism and you've got America and probably other places well, uh, too. But yeah. I think, I think you, you're making a good point about accepting the facts. So, and I talked about this in the psychopath book, but it went in my section there on conspiracy theories, but mm-hmm. uh, 30 years ago, well, no, 20, 20, 25 years ago, I don't know, something like that. I, I made a decision for myself that I was going to be driven by facts so my mm. identity uh, is the, the one I've tried to craft for myself is that I don't. I, uh, what I care about is the facts right. and, and creating a cohesive narrative based on the facts. I don't care where it lies. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it's about the facts. Yeah. My my religion is the facts. Right. That's yeah. it. Because I I want to know the facts and, and I want to try and build a narrative based around supportable evidence that's supported by facts. Yeah, uh, and I kind of think of it as a scientific approach to the world, not just to, mm-hmm. to classical science stuff, but on 
politics and philosophy and history, whatever. It's it's a scientific uh, approach to it, right? And but there's not there's not really a tribe behind that. I mean, maybe science in a way is sort of a tribe, but it's not really. Um, atheists are kind of a tribe, but not really. Uh, I I, I want to th- you know I'm thinking about how do we create a tribe that's based on facts and evidence and science. Yeah, mm. that, that crosses all domains. That, that, that yes. that's sort of where we we get it. We should have a cool little logo, right? And 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 you know a handshake, and oh. a, and a clubhouse in a, in a tree. Apparently, a, a, ideally a treehouse. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, that is about yeah. facts. You know, right? Cold hard facts. That's all yeah. we care about. We don't care. Whether that makes us a Democrat or Republican or a Labor yeah. or Liberal what, or what works, a conservative or an anarchist or progressive or exactly. you know, communist, capitalist, yeah. you know, whatever it is, what we care about is facts. That's what we attach ourselves to. That's mm-hmm. what we get passionate about is getting the facts and creating then a narrative yeah. based on the facts, right? And whoever has the best facts. And the wins. best narrative yeah. that that is built from those wins. Yeah. Exactly. We we follow them. Yeah. You you need a cool name like the Truth Club. Not good enough, but it's a start. It's a, it's 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 a like a first step. But you need a cool ass name for your organization. Yeah. Is it mm. is it a is it a cult? Is it an organization? Is it a debating society? Whatever. But uh, something like that is desperately needed. Just facts. Just the facts, ma'am. Speaking of the facts, um, Christians hate my film. Uh, we know that, um, but I've <laughs> I, I wrote a I've written a couple of blog posts about this. But again, this is the same thing. If I look at the reviews for the film in Amazon Prime and on YouTube, yeah. um, you know the Christians are just just it just they don't debate yeah. the content of the film. They don't debate the facts new. or the interpretation of the facts. New, it's new. like. The host is an arrogant, snide idiot. He's not funny. Uh, he wears whiter-than-white sneakers, and the scholars are a bunch of frauds who don't oh, know anything about anything. Jesus. That's the standard one-star right. review in Amazon Prime. There's no intelligent discussion or debate or, or dissection yeah. of the content. It's exactly. just insults. Piece by piece, breaking it's it down. It's just insults. That's yes. their approach, That's which I got. find – hilarious like oh yeah that's yeah that's all they've got is just insults they go they're christians supposedly brotherly love peace and harmony turn the other cheek but no it's just straight up insults and oh why don't you go make one about muhammad see how that works out for you then motherfucker. that's their other standard response um sorry go ahead yeah but here's the other thing i wanted to note is uh from time to time i have seen a couple of Christians have either uh, written an in-depth blog post or YouTube or sent me emails where they go into lengthy criticisms of me and the film. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is as soon as I reply to them in any right. way, shape, or form, politely as I do, and I go, yeah. well, uh, let me address these issues here, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. 
they they immediately turn on a dime. They always start off angry, vituperative, venomous, attack mode. Right. As soon as I go, well, actually, uh, thank you for watching the film. First of all, I appreciate that. I do encourage more Christians to watch it, and I appreciate mm-hmm. any feedback from Christians that's re- the, made the film because we wanted to encourage more conversation about these things. Let me address your issues. They turn on a dime. They're like, oh, shit. Like a guy sent me this email, the whiter than white sneakers guy. And he was like, oh, um, didn't expect you to reply. Don't you be afraid. Um, yeah. In retrospect, um, maybe I was a little bit harsh. Maybe I need to rethink oh. my position on it. I've got that half a dozen times now. Via all of these people, if they, if they, because I can't reply to an Amazon review. I sure. do reply to YouTube reviews, but I don't think they ever see them. But if it's on a platform where I can respond right. in depth, right. every time they go, oh, oh shit! I just thought I was spitting into the wind here. Uh, I better, I better. One guy took his angry blog post review down a couple of weeks ago after I replied to him. He goes, oh, shit, you're right. That wasn't very Christian of me. Um, I'm going to take it down. I'm going to rethink my response to it and do it in a more, uh, you know, gentlemanly style or something. Right. I think that's right. fascinating. Like they're all yeah. piss and vinegar and angry and blah, 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 ranty, ranty until you still like, it's what I always tell my kids about bullies. Best way to yeah. deal with a bully is to stand up to them. Christian bullies. That's what I've been fighting. Yes. I stand up to Christian yeah. bullies and they go, Oh shit, you're actually going to fight back. Okay. Yeah, I better, uh, they're not expecting. The off. Exactly. Yeah. Get, get- it, can, let me ask you a quick question. If you had come out with your film and it was you and all these experts and you pretty much just said collectively, you know what? We just don't know. There's a lot we don't know. There's a lot that's been lost. There's a lot that we really can't trust the church on. And I don't mean in a bad way just because of humans being humans, but we really don't know a lot about the origins of Christ and, and the Bible. And you just left it at that. You would probably still be attacked because of all the things you said earlier about this is their identity. If you don't agree with it 100%, you are the enemy and you should be called every name in the book. And again, it goes back to the extremism. People cannot handle any criticism about anything that is a part of what makes them who they are. It's too much. And I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm glad you got a couple of people went, oh, well, maybe I was a little too harsh on that because – you were you treated them with respect and dignity as opposed to getting on there and go, oh, yeah, well, fuck you too. You, you know, you handled it like an adult, and I think they were surprised by that. And actually the film pretty much did do exactly what you said. That was yeah, the film. Okay. It was like, listen, we really don't know. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing, like, it amuses me. They say I was arrogant in the film and snide, and, and I'm like, I no. tried my hardest with that <laughs> film to be nice and gentle you know what right. I'm like. I mean, yeah. I, and I, I get criticism that I wasn't hard enough on them. I tried to be really yeah. gentle because I wanted Christians to be able to watch it without turning off. Yeah. In the first place. Yes, there's some humor. Yes, we joke around a little bit, but it's not mean. There's a, as I said to this guy in the email, right. there's a big right. difference. He's like, well, why did you take this humorous tone? That's offensive. And I'm like, no, it's humor. There's a difference yeah. between being mean Sarcastic. and having some fun. Exactly. If people can't handle a little bit of fun, if they can't have no. a laugh about it, then seriously, that's their fucking problem. That's not yeah. my problem. If you can't they have a laugh problems. about it, exactly. you got big fucking issues. That's not <laughs> my issue, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and you were respectful with all your guests. I mean, you're just, you know, when you're talking to them, so that that's a bullshit accusation. Uh, except for the bit when I made fun of the guy for saying that, 
It's like saying Santa Claus wasn't real. I'm going, yeah, it's because he's not real. Uh, I know. That was a, you know, I pointed that right. out. It was a little bit mean, but that was it. He yeah. did say it was mental masturbation, so I thought he deserved a kick. Um, <laughs> speaking of Christians, uh, Christianity yes. dropping like a stone in the US, and I, I take credit for it. Um, <laughs> according to Good the latest you. Pew Research Center report, Self-identified right. Christians make up 63% of the U.S. population in 2021, down from 75% just a decade ago. Damn. Damn. Still way too high. We've still got yes. a long way to go, but it's a massive decline. Yeah. And it was only a decade before that. I think it was around 90%. So, right. yeah, we're going in the right direction. You're like we're, we're slowly getting America out of Christianity. Right. Do you know anything about any other countries or would it be fair to say that America is more religious than other countries? I really don't know numbers on any other countries. Um, yeah, I have done the stats. Um, I think Australia is roughly about 60% as well. Mm -hmm. Let me just look it up. Uh, what percent of Australia is Christian in 2021? 52.1 percent uh, okay. identified themselves as Christians. There you go. So a bit less than right. the US. Do you yeah. have any theories um, why America's number of faithful are falling? Is it just as we well, more yeah, it's obviously, it's obviously the influence of Satan, Ray, uh, oh, making his way wait, into no, society. No, because if Satan's real, then God's real. So come on. I need you to do something. Mm, yeah, but Satan's making them not be a Christian and right. worship him instead. You know? So they're Satanists. So they still believe yeah, in something. Satanists. It's just not Jesus. Uh, okay. Like Trevor Bell, who runs the okay. Church of Satan here. He's the okay. lawyer for the Church of Satan yeah. in Queensland. Okay. No, I was just trying um, to think... No, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I think it's I, I, I think it's the internet is what it is. I think ah, the internet in the last twenty years, right? Access to information, access to arguments, access to porn. No, probably not. Just access to information. Yeah, I know. Right. Certainly, with the Mormons as an example, uh, you know, when Chrissy was growing up in Utah, they were mm -hmm. they were told not to read certain books, and those books weren't available in bookstores or libraries. It was very difficult right. to get books that criticize the church or the church's history or any of that kind of stuff or Christianity in general. Yes. Um, very hard for them to do that to the internet. So it's very easy. If, you, if you've if you got doubts, as yeah. people always do, and you jump Look online, you go, is the Book of Mormon real? Boom. You just all of a sudden you're <laughs> in that fucking rabbit hole, man. Of <laughs> I'm everyone just pulling it apart. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it's, it's access to information, I think, is okay. is. Basically, it, and also probably uh, better education, rising levels of education. People are getting educated in science and facts and reason and logic and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, yeah. it's not helping the COVID-idiots, but it's uh, helping religious people around the world. Uh, there's, there's always been a direct correlation between levels of education and uh, fundamentalism, obviously. So, gotcha. Right. Um, you keep know, we going. need to keep that up. Yeah, keep that up. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, look, I don't have a lot of time. i got to go to my Italian class, but I just mm. did want to touch on a couple of things I posted in their Facebook group recently, stories about Putin conspiracy theories in China. I'll go back to the China one. Um, I found this uh, 
I don't know, somewhere. But it was a great uh, demonstration of how the New York Times smears China. Two mm. stories in the New York Times, um, only a month apart, Oh, one's late October 2021, one's December, uh, December 6, 2021. Right. Um, the, the October one, talking about the US, says FDA clears first coronavirus vaccine for 5 to 11-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shot could bring relief to parents anxious about their children getting sick, though some experts worry that those most at risk may slip through the cracks. And there's a lovely photo of a kid sitting calmly, parent there with it, putting his right. hand on the shoulder, doctor or nurse giving the kid an injection in the arm, very peaceful, very happy, everyone looks good about it, nice story about kids getting vaccinated. That's the October 29th, 2021 article. In the uh, December 6th article, also the Mm -hmm. New York Times, in its war on COVID-19, China calls on little inoculated warriors is the headline. Mm. The country regards children as crucial in its quest for herd immunity, but some parents worried about the vaccine safety are pushing back. Much more contentious uh, yes. subtitle there. And the photo is of a kid screaming <laughs> while somebody's got their hands over his eyes, nose, and mouth yeah. while he's being injected by a couple of doctors. Very terrifying yeah. photo here with a headline that talks about warriors and about parents pushing back and parents' concerns. Yeah. Two very different approaches to basically the same story about exactly. getting kids vaccinated. Yeah. Just clear as fucking day demonstration of how the yeah. New York Times, uh, the difference in how it handles, you know, an American story and right. a story where it wants to add to the demonization of China. Jesus. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I do. And over here, it's America, it's paradise. We're we're lovingly looking after our kids over there. The Chinese government are somehow being cruelly are cruelly forcing them to. I don't know. The whole thing is just it's just bullshit. So again, the average American looks at that article and goes, "Look at those dicks, those cruel Chinese masters over there treating their people like crap. Why can't they be more like us?" So again, just setting them apart from us. Um, so one day when the war comes, we won't ask any questions. The other story, just to wrap up, um, yes. I saw this on Paul Robinson's I Rationality, uh, Irrationality, Irrationality blog. Ir- uh, Paul mm-hmm. Robinson's a professor at the University of Ottawa. He writes about Russian and Soviet history. Mm. Um, he's written some books, uh, good books, and he's uh, writes a good blog, Irrationality. Right. He wrote this article uh, the other day called Breen, Braun and Putin's Brain. And um, basically he's just pointing out some of the crazy narrative that's going on in the Western media at the moment about Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's this one criticism. I think it's the Ottawa Citizen is a news, local newspaper of his that he's uh, quoting. It's talking about something going on with Moscow and the Ukraine, and it finishes with this sentence or two. Mm -hmm. Russia's domestic intelligence service was accused by its Ukrainian counterpart Monday of waging information warfare after Mm. it said it had arrested 106 supporters of a Ukrainian neo-Nazi youth group for planning attacks and mass murders. The Federal Security Service said that two of those held had planned attacks on educational institutions. And he writes, damn those Russians, arresting neo-Nazis who planned to attack schools. How dare they? 
Um, Is that why there's 90,000 Russian troops on the Ukrainian border? Uh, yes, to stop the... No, it's because <laughs> they're trying to stop NATO from coming into Russia. Gotcha. Uh, but he talks about this article that's been doing the rounds recently. Vladimir Putin recently talked about how um, just after the collapse of the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. he was forced to drive taxis at night just to make ends meet for a wow. while. Wow. And he's basically saying, look, you know, I understand what it's like when you're doing it tough. You know, I, yeah. I, I had to drive taxis for a while when everything collapsed. It was tough. Didn't like it, but I had to do it. This is somehow being turned by um, a guy called Joseph Breen into right. uh, some sort of propaganda campaign that Putin's running. Oh uh, he interviewed a guy called Oriel Braun, who's a professor at the University of Toronto. Mm-hmm. Basically, they're trying to say that, oh, this is the quote from Braun, one can assume that Putin did not just make these remarks off the cuff. The effect is subtle, but by reflecting on the indignity of the collapse of Soviet society, Putin is whipping up support for his campaign against Ukraine to deny it has a legitimate national identity separate from Russia's, but rather as a construct of the West destined to be reclaimed just like Russia's imperial influence. And Paul writes... You can see it, right? Putin says, I drove a taxi, but what he really means is let's invade Ukraine. Makes complete sense, huh? If it does, I don't uh, I don't see it, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he, got, he, he writes here, it's good. Um, in a previous post, I mentioned various principles for writing a bad article about Russia. This includes making stuff up, quoting what others have claimed without mentioning that their claims are dubious or even wrong, and citing only sources that fit your chosen narrative. Here we have them all. Mm. And I think that's a really that's a really good summation of oh, you know, every not just the Russia stuff or the China stuff, but all the crazy shit I was talking about earlier, the COVID conspiracy right. nutters, anti-vaxxers, the whole thing. When they're tailoring their stories to support their narrative. It, it just speaks of cognitive bias. Right. They're trying to push an agenda. They're not really. They, 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 like the COVID guys, the conspiracy nuts, are always like they're always criticizing everyone else for yeah. a lack of uh, not understanding the science and doing their own research and not being able to think independently when right. really um, they're the ones that are doing that. They've got cognitive right. bias. Yes. I have to go to an Italian class. All right. We'll be back next time with Afghanistan. Thanks, Papa Bear, for listening to me rant, getting that off my chest. Sure. That's what I'm here for.